My next guest has also questions and answers and thoughts. Matt Elliott is the uh, contributing columnist for the Toronto Star, writes about a lot of City Hall issues. Matt, welcome to the program. Uh, thanks for having me, Alan. Excited right. to be here. Uh, let's let's talk about this pilot project and just kind of frame it and, and let people know what's being discussed actually at City Hall today in terms of this idea about uh, changing the rules around drinking in parks. Yeah, so this comes from Councillor Josh Matlow, a Midtown Councillor, uh, and it basically just asks the city to, you know, for the next year or so, uh, allow people to have a, a beer or a bottle of wine uh, in city parks or on beaches, provided there are washrooms nearby. Um, so instead of the current status quo, where you can get ticketed for 300 bucks for uh, having a drink in a park or a public space, this would say, okay, uh, let's see what happens if we just sort of let people do it and uh, see how responsible people end up being with that kind of thing. Our, in our last segment, we uh, played an interview that uh, John Tory did this morning uh, with Greg Brady, where he said, you know, you know, the devil is in the details and this kind of thing. Like you pointed out, you know, is there a washroom nearby? It's like, I'm sorry, sir, you can't have a beer. There's no washroom nearby. And then there's this whole thing about the percentage of alcohol and like, like what you can drink. You can't be drinking, you know, a 40 or rye. Like how, do all, how does all of that stuff get enforced? Uh, I mean, that's, uh, I think some of the stuff they're talking about as far as saying, okay, it's got to be 15% alcohol volume or less uh, is going to be very, very hard to enforce. And I think that kind of stuff is in there more for like guidelines for people to follow more than it is uh, an enforcement effort. But I mean, the reality is when you look at the status quo, like what we see now is very selective enforcement, right? Like odds are you can go to a park with a beer or a glass of wine and nobody's going to hassle you today. Uh, what this would do is just sort of say, okay, like instead of this uh, thing where you're just one police officer having a bad day uh, from getting a ticket, just saying, okay, we're going to allow it and uh, sort of see what happens. And also, like, this is something that is not, you know, a wild idea in Toronto. This is something that cities in Europe have allowed for years and years and years and years and decades. Uh, and it's something that cities in Canada, like Vancouver, um, Calgary, and Edmonton have tried during the pandemic, and it's been largely fine. All right, let's let's talk about those cities experience, because I often hear this, you know, comparison to, well, in Europe, they do this and they do that. And I often think, well, you know, yet maybe we get there, but it's going to be a bumpy road in the beginning, because once you give a green light, you know, John Tory in, the, in that interview was talking about, you know, he's seen the guys with, you know, two, two fours heading into the park, that that <laughs> might be a problem. Uh, so give me a sense of what these other cities have experienced since changing the rules. Uh, well, I think these cities have... Uh been really useful models to look at because they've tried it. There's no real reason to think that the experience in Toronto would be wildly different than Vancouver, Calgary, or Edmonton. I mean, we're all relatively uh, similar, uh, but they have looked at different models. So in Calgary and Edmonton, for example, what they did is said, okay, we're going to put picnic tables in parks and we're going to have some of these picnic tables where you are allowed to uh, drink and you can book them online in advance, or some of them are just there, and you can grab them on a first-come, first-served basis. But it's basically like, okay, if you're at a picnic table that is authorized, you're good to go. Uh, Vancouver was a bit broader and said, okay, we're going to pick certain parks, and we're going to designate drinking areas in these parks where you are allowed to imbibe. Uh, they found that people weren't super great about sort of understanding where the boundaries are, because they're not like they are, you know, lines drawn the lawn or anything. It was more sort of uh, up in the air, but they generally reported that, you know, compliance was good. There weren't that many problems. 
so I do think, you know, Toronto, the motion that council's looking at right now is sort of just throw the doors open and allow it everywhere. I think there might be uh, some wisdom in looking at more specific uh, models like these other cities have tried and seeing if there's something that would be a better fit. Can we just quickly just address this uh, booze-free pedal pub? What is, what, what <laughs> is, is there a more Toronto story than that? I uh, This really sort of got my goat in the end. I think it's just such a perfect encapsulation of Toronto's weird attitudes toward booze and fun even. So, I mean, basically we're going to allow these uh, large bicycle contraptions. They seat up to 16 people to... Uh, travel around Toronto streets and they look like, you know, bars on wheels, but in the very Toronto twist, there won't be any alcohol on board. So I'm not entirely sure what the point is, honestly. I mean, if you think that's fun, then go for it. But it strikes me as very absurd that, you know, this is where we're going when we're still also giving people $300 tickets for having a beer in a park. <laughs> All right. That's great stuff, Matt. I appreciate your time. Please be well. <laughs> You too. Thanks so much. All right. That's Matt Elliott, who's a Toronto Star contributing columnist. And that that motion is before City Council today. We'll stay on top of that and have the latest for you. Yeah, welcome to this uh, pedal pub. Uh, enjoy this tonic water. i got to play this for you. Have you heard this? This has gone viral now. This is a baffling, absolutely baffling comment by a Republican senator. But you got to hear the backstory quick first on this. The Senate is set to vote today on a Democratic-led bill that would enshrine broad protections for legal abortion nationwide. Now, this is obviously after the draft opinion was leaked about Roe v. Wade possibly being canceled by the Supreme Court. Uh, the vote is pretty much certain to fail. Here's Jackson Prosco, uh, who is our Global National Washington uh, Bureau Chief, on uh, why, if it's expected to fail, why is it even happening? It's part of Democrats' strategy to really sort of highlight the policy differences between their party and Republicans ahead of the critical midterm elections this November. And so even though Democrats don't have the 60 votes that would be needed to pass these national abortion protections, they're going ahead with the vote anyway because they say they want every senator to be on the record as to where they stand. All right, so that's the backstory. And in that backstory, uh, here here's the piece of uh, audio that is... Well, you you decide. Uh, this is Republican Senator Stephen D- Steve Daines of Montana in a speech on the Senate floor Tuesday where he rallied against efforts to protect abortion rights. Take it away, Senator. If you were to take or destroy the eggs of a sea turtle, now I said the eggs, not the hatchlings, that's also a penalty, but the eggs. The criminal penalties are severe up to a $100,000 fine and a year in prison. Now, why? Why do we have laws in place that protect the eggs of a sea turtle or the eggs of eagles? Because when you destroy an egg, you're killing a pre-born baby sea turtle or a pre-born baby eagle. Yet when it comes to a pre-born human baby, rather than a sea turtle, that baby will be stripped of all protections in all 50 states under the Democrats' bill they'll be voting on tomorrow. As Republican Senator Steve Daines of Montana, in a speech that has gone somewhat viral now, as people point out, women are not sea turtles, nor are they eagles. This is two different things. 
My goodness. All right, uh, what's making news closer to home here, of course, is the Stephen Lecce situation. Stephen Lecce apologizing this morning after it was reported that back in 2006 he participated in a quote-unquote slave auction as a charity fundraiser as part of his fraternity when he was at Western. Uh, the the NDP's Black Caucus, the former Black Caucus, so there's no caucus anymore, but it's a technical thing, but nevertheless, um, they have called for his resignation. Uh, Elementary Teachers Association, the uh, Teachers Union, has called for him to step down, or at least Doug Ford to address it. Ford hasn't said anything. He's, again, not speaking today, not before reporters. And uh, un- until he does, it, there's just going to be more heat on this. We'll stay on top of this throughout the course of the day. And join us tonight at Global News at 5.30 to 6.30 as we'll have a breakdown uh, on this story and some further reaction to it. I, it is the it is the top of the line uh, news item on the election campaign today for sure. We are on top of it. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. Women are not eagles or turtles.